0: Coach Kyle Show. Hi, there, We're back with another episode of the Coach Kyle Show. This is your live podcast. Um, Coyote McKinnon here. I want to quickly remind you uh, that greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world. Um, I know you should be accustomed um, to that very statement, um, or more so that scripture. Um, It's very important um, to realise that in these um, difficult times, you're dealing with so many things, um, personally, spiritually, relationship-wise, so many things, um, and you oftentimes don't have the answer. So that's always a good reminder that whatever you're dealing with, greater, greater is He that is in us than what is, whatever is happening. Uh, within your life remember this show We talk all things soccer um, but our uh, our responsibility here the main objective is to continue to inspire our young people. they need it more than more than you think. Um, they need the truth they need they need to understand that greatness don't come with comfort but it comes with uh, challenging themselves and simulating whatever um, they desire to be so if you're struggling with with your bravery then you need to simulate fear because that will lead uh, to your bravery so we we need more we need more leaders we need Regardless of where you are in life, God has uh, the ability to bring you out of any situation or any circumstance or any circumstances that you're facing. You still have a responsibility to lead. You still have the responsibility to guide, um, not necessarily through instructions, but facilitating a process that will help young people. To live out their purpose, to be able to overcome um, difficult situations, be able to overcome setbacks, and might I add, you know your your protection or just constantly hovering over everything, um, being parent, guardian, whoever you, whoever you are, um, your empathy can be very dis- disruptive to one's growth sometimes you've got to sometimes you've got to watch people uh, struggle you've got to allow them the process of making the transition and you can't always protect them you can't always protect um, people around you it gives them a false sense and it literally takes away their independence um, they become totally dependent, and you can't go through life living that way. Just wanted to say that. So our our task on this live podcast, remember you can get your podcast at um, Spotify, Anchor. Um, this show is coming across Facebook Live, YouTube, um Wherever you get your podcast, you can definitely get this show. Um, and we really want to, this is our task, to continue to challenge young people and in, impact their lives and inspire them um, to pursue their purpose, regardless of how difficult it is, how, um, regardless of the setbacks, regardless, regardless of the frustration. Um, I always, oftentimes say if if if, if you're purpose driven there's no failures there's learning there's learning there's no failures you don't you don't get uh, from A to Z without going through the whole alphabet and sometimes you people want to make this big quantum leap they want to make this big jump and it's it's the it's the is it's the common thing now is the norm where, you know, people have this great anticipation of wanting to be this and wanting to be that from whatever standpoint you are in your life. And then when it don't happen, they close. It's like they're buying this thing and say, well, I could never get it. Or this is what happens when you do this or when you try this. Um, And they leave that as it is. And anything that Anything that challenged them in life or anything that they have to pursue without uh, with a clear ending in minor outcome, they are forced to retreat and they make excuses of 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 different things. They're unable to kind of pursue and, and go after um the desires of the heart and that's what we that's what I hope that this show can do in terms of making sure that you understand that greatness is not comfort. It's something you have to pursue. It's something, it's things you have to overcome. There's things that you will have to sacrifice. And while you're you just saying today to a to a player, there's a lot of times you're in situations where the, the, the concepts are, are are good, but the context is not good. People can articulate themselves well, but the environment that it's that you need to create for development and growth. Is oftentimes skewed because of people's emotional dysfunction and they don't want to be uncomfortable at no point in time. So we become a people who just need to put their hands around people and show empathy for every single thing. So we become an emotional charge um, people. And empathy, empathy obviously have its place. But if empathy continue to take, um, you know, continue to take people's independence away, then you're putting them in a state where, when it's time to be, when it's time to be responsible and accountable, they become it becomes even harder because they don't know. You just don't get you don't get to wake up and say I'm an adult, so now I'm going to figure it out. You're know you constantly being oriented to these things and how you will deal with it um, in the future. So if you're not taught and if everybody wants to protect you and think they're the greatest protector, oftentimes I think they're trying to protect themselves. And by protecting themselves, they're not empowering you for what is coming. They think you're going to be the same place or be in the same position for the rest of your life. So this is a this is a hard task um, and I hope hopefully there's more leaders, male, female or whatever, that want to challenge um, this generation that want to take the risk of making young people uncomfortable um, with the right agenda with the desire to see them become their their best self. So it's a good time to share this um, this podcast, this live podcast. Um, and if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel as yet, please do. Um, like I oftentimes say, please do share. It's more important to share because the message is much more important. Um, than the show itself, the message. So please do share, share. We try to be as authentic as much as possible on this show. I say we because you can't do nothing without a, without a team. Um, and guys, so how little or how big it, it, it happens because people are invested in some way or shape. So please do share, as we jump into reflecting on um, the U.S. men' national team uh, versus Serbia over the past couple of days. Um, remember, this show we talk all things soccer, and it's it's a very um, intriguing time. It's a lot going on in Utah, in 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 not Utah, in American soccer now with different changes, and obviously. America is is um, a great example, or um, they're they're leading the charge within within CONCACAF. So this this set the tone. And when you are when you are leading, you 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 are responsible for inspiring and impacting and influencing what is happening uh, around you. So the Caribbean, they're watching. The Central American countries, they're watching. Um, because a lot of what they do is influenced by what is going on um, around here. And you could look far beyond um, the sport. So the objective is to is to try and um, figure out if there's... Based on that game, do you see US soccer um, having a greater depth? Based on what you saw in the World Cup, based on that game, first game, um, first game of the of the year, first camp, um, rank US rank number sixteen at this point in time, Serbia. I think they're now at 21. They just they were just at 36 a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of months ago. They're now um, 21. So I want to share my thoughts, and hopefully, with my thoughts, you know, a lot of uh, people from the Caribbean, you know, football, like as we call it there. Oftentimes, I'm jumping on these shows. So hopefully something here will inspire us to look a bit more uh, deeper, um, challenge challenge ourselves, uh, to be in the conversation of not just participating, but competing, Um, because in the Caribbean, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent, and, and everybody knows that. They talk about it all the time. It's not a secret. Um, but a lot more need to be done. Um, I don't claim to have all the answers of what needs to be done, but I know for years, for decades, um, the same things we continue to hear. And maybe it's, maybe it's the time to make, you know, real changes, real life impact changes. Uh, we need we need transformation. We don't need bandage and and band aid and we don't need to keep repeating the same thing that we all we all we probably all understand by now. It's a reoccurring problem. So maybe just need big transformation, hopefully, you know, looking at the US situation and, and how, they, how they're doing things and how they're dealing with things and, and some of their own deficiencies would probably inspire us to believe we can achieve great things. So after this quick interruption, we'll talk a bit about the game and, and share some, some, some thoughts, hopefully, that our young players, old players, coaches um, can get some amount of insight because we're all on this learning on this learning path and it's important to have different perspective okay so we'll be we'll be right back after this quick interruption Coyote McKinnon and Company are ready to dress you in one of their most stylish, comfortable, and attractive athletic gears this fall for you to achieve that desired athletic goal. Check out their online store today for your joggers, tank tops, bras, backpacks, sweatshirts, and everything else you'll need to complete that look. It's Coyote McKinnon and Company. We care. Welcome back to the Coach kayo Show. Coyote here. We're talking all things soccer. Um, specifically, we're speaking uh, to the U.S. Uh, men's national team versus Serbia. Um, I think, uh, from my perspective, you know, looking at the game with all that is happening within U.S. soccer, I'm not gonna go through go go through all of that. I'm gonna stay focused on the game. Um, had added to that, a new interim coach in Anthony, in Anthony Hudson, um, pretty much a new group that we saw on the field of play with a few familiar faces, Costa, Zimmerman, um, to one result losing, uh, to Serbia, um, pretty much dominating the game in, in, in so many categories, which we will discuss. But um, Vasquez getting the start, scoring his first goal from a, from a gristle assist with a diagonal diagonal pass from the right side of the field. Um, that was a bright spot, obviously, for his game. Um, great expectations. Maybe great pressure, expectations. Looking for a number nine. Excuse me. Looking for a number nine. Um, I didn't. I believe he didn't do bad for himself. But I also believe it was a dangerous. Um, it was a dangerous game, based on the fact that U.S. Uh, based on their present squad, I think this game was a representation of looking looking for depth within the team. Looking for players who could really challenge the players that are there now that could really push the team um, over the hump. And like I said earlier, the, in the Caribbean... This is a struggle. And I was talking to a coach the other day, and I was talking about, I was pretty much watching um, his session. And one of the discussions we had was you know, this, this seems to be a lack of competitive spirit, competitiveness within even the practice. And this obviously is a senior group. Uh, They're not obsessed enough with winning, but they want to win because when they don't win, they're upset like most people. But it's not an obsession in terms of uh, you don't get to the game and win. You win in your preparation because if you get there, you're already late. So it's important to get there early. So that means that your preparation, whatever you're doing, it's a constant, um, it's a constant approach to this competitive, this hunger, this obsession um, to do well. And think about that even even when you even when you're n- when you're not, or even when you are that way, you still lose because you can't win all the time. If you win all the time, then there's no room for learning, there's no room for development, there's no room for growth. So it's important, might sound crazy, but it's also important to fail. It's all part of the process. And one of the things he said was, it's difficult when the environment and the players, there are not enough players to compete with other players so it, it, it makes them become pretty much comfortable. And sometimes it's a real dilemma for coaches because if you're in an environment where you have, like, you know, in soccer, this is not basketball. You could get two players who can score 50 points, you, you stand a chance of winning. Soccer, it's, you need a team. And players push other players to be better. When you you get a group of players who you have to play them, again, they they might not have no discipline issues, they might show up to practice, but when you don't have players who are constantly pushing those players, those players could become very comfortable. And sometimes there's a difference between a professional player and an amateur player. You know, amateur sure players, they get playing time. They know they have to play or the parents will write a note and say you're breaking policies and da, da 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 and the coach have to bow down and make them play. But in when you're in a professional environment, every day you go to your job, you, you are certain that you can lose your place. Because the other guy getting paid just like you and he probably got the same quality from from a place of from a position of traits. Uh, some might be more than some, and and based on the game and based on the expectations and how the coach want to play, you might be getting getting the chance ahead. But by by no stretch of your imagination, that position belongs to you. So for me, it was a it, it was a dangerous game because. From my perspective, I didn't, uh, against a relative young um, Serbia team, obviously U.S. team is, they're young. I think they had an average age of 23 um, on the field, but it's different situations. It's a different situation because Serbia could pull a lot more players and and you saw what uh, they're capable of. Um US is still looking for players from I I believe from one to like one to like 20. I'll give them about 16, one to sixteen, one to 20. Um, they're looking for players who can actually challenge players, um, players who have solidified their spot on the team and feel like they have to play. I think, I believe, um, coaches want that type of problem where players can challenge those very players for a spot, without dropping the levels. To me, that made it that made it dangerous because, uh, from my perspective, I didn't really see nothing can really tra- challenge 1-11. Um, and this is not to be overly critical about the players and um, or the coaching staff, because you have to consider new coach, uh, first camp, new players, chemistry, relationship. Um, based on the time they had to prepare, you know, Give or take, you you have to you have to have some consideration for that. You're talking about players understanding each other. How how what type of runs this player like to make? What type what type how he likes the ball? He likes it the feet. Um, does he like it behind? What type of runs he makes? He like all these things. Uh, what makes him comfortable? Is he comfortable with his back towards the goal? you know all these things you're trying to figure out in a within a short space of time and obviously they're professionals but it's not about you know being overly critical about the players and if they're good or they're not good you know players work hard they they're in those positions regardless of what anyone thinks I, I can't speak to the sacrifice. I can't speak to the efforts. I can't speak to what those players would have gone through to be in the position that they're in. I also can't speak to those who oftentimes get there without merit because it happens. But that's not for me to decide. I will look from the standpoint that you are there for a reason And whatever sacrifice or whatever effort you would have put in, you are blessed to be in those situations. So I'm not going to overly be critical about players and and if they're good or if they're not good. Um, But just from a game perspective, that when I talk about a game perspective... We're talking about principles because we play the game with principles. And regardless of the personal standpoint or whatever, the game is still governed by principles. And then we talk about positional, uh, the player profile, the positional profile or traits. um, You can then have an objective discussion about what you saw. And this is conversations that for me that we starve for with me growing up in the in the Caribbean. We 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 starve for these kind of conversations because um I think we have these primitive arguments oftentimes without having you know discussions with substance. Uh, discussions that can remove the individuals and deal with the situations. I think when you look at debates, if you get if you allow yourself to become emotional or you allow yourself to uh, you put yourself in those situations and don't focus on what you're arguing about, you could lose. Um, the opportunity to make your point, because it's now more about you rather than the debate, the discussion, the the theme, the the objective of 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 that thing. So you leave, uh, you you will leave that debate saying, "Well, I should have said this and I should have said that," and the reason why you couldn't is because the focus got moved from what the debate was to how you feel. And I think a lot of that happens. I don't know. I don't have the answers um, why. But it feels now like you cannot have an objective discussion about nothing. It, it goes to these primitive arguments and, 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 and get very uh, dysfunctional, for a better word. And people cannot separate the emotions from what is it they're discussing or what is it they're talking about. They feel, they feel attacked. They feel like you're attacking them. It's 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 a it's a difficult one. I would like I would like to hear if you're listening. Uh, I would like to hear your thoughts in in relation to that. Is that something? If if you're here in the Caribbean. Wherever you are, do you oftentimes come across those things where people cannot objectively speak on the thing that is in front of them. They go to these emotional, they go to this emotional state. They go to a place of uh, feeling like they are being attacked and not necessarily a thing and not necessarily situation and you see it all the time with aggressive um, aggressive confrontation somebody's somebody's affected the respect is affected um, expectations anticipation so i want to you know look at the game and and, and based on the world cup squad the present squad that i as, as i would put it uh, can anyone from that game you can say can be uh, from a position or profile, from the principles, from the traits that are expected uh, in in different positions of the field, that traits that come with different um, positions on the field are any of those players can now, come into that squad and give uh, U.S. a lift. And, and I say that because U.S. not just competing. They, they, they firmly believe that they can win a World Cup. They should. <laughs> they should, but you will need tools, right? And these games are not played for fun. These games... Um, it's to create a depth chart is to to know what you have, to know what you can turn to in different situations and different circumstances. So these games are not just friendlies, just just to give people a chance, is to build a formable squad that can compete, that can not compete, that can um challenge for a World Cup to win it all. Because the last World Cup. You know there's a lot of things that you could look back and say are they really I, mean, I did a show a couple couple weeks ago talking about are they ready to challenge the top 10 12 European teams the answer was emphatic no so all all of these games and yes we want we want more players we we want more quality players. That can put us in that situation to win, because to be honest, they have everything: technology, infrastructure. Um, they probably pretty much run camps all year round. They are preparation machine. So why not? Um, they spoke about going all the way. There's a lot of struggles. Considering all factors, had a lot of struggles that was very concerning for them. So now they have to, they have to look elsewhere. They have to look elsewhere. They have to look for more. Did this game really answer questions? Uh, from my perspective, no. From the stat sheets, though, the the. They look very dominant, um, almost in every category. But still struggle to have that type of impact that the coaching staff would be like, yeah, if this player is not here, if this player lose form, we could put you in there and we stand the chance of still um, being at the level that we want to be. We'll talk about that when we come back from this quick... Uh, break with the Learning Corner sponsored by RNR Just Clean. We'll be right back. Iron King Just Clean. <laughs> So the six was very important player in this situation, in terms of utilizing, in terms of sorry, utilizing the spaces on the sides or the three utilizing the space there. Um, if not using this to come deeper, and then now you have these spaces in between the lines, in between the lines, or, or using the width which limit our chances in, in terms of transition. so how how we dealt with that was um, because we're in the 442 one of the things we wanted to do was start really compact with our two to stop the entry pass into the into the six and we wanted to start very narrow with our 11 with our 11 and our 7. But one of the things we did was put in our two on the outside and our three on the outside to start. Now outside don't mean going out here and leaving gaps, but outside means we're on the ball side of the players, okay, with a, with a higher line, um, with the goalkeeper. So what this force was their first pass needed to go here, which allow us to force them back to the inside and, and make it um, a numbers game up here, okay? But what we did also was take away um, this player just making that run and forcing this player to do this because once this player had the ball, the first person they saw was over two on both sides. So this pass, uh, was limited because if they make that pass, we could easily just drop down. Um, forcing our seven not to overcommit. But the better part of that is uh, once we organize in that situation, once we organize in that situation, we knew once we, if we can win the ball here, this was our option. We had a transition. We had space on transition to utilize. Welcome back to the Coach Coyote Show. Uh, Coyote here. Remember, we talk all things soccer, discussing the U.S. versus Serbia game. Trying to be as objective as possible in terms of um, is there now more depth within the 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 present squad in terms of really challenging um the top the top teams um for a world cup win because this is the preparation now they don't have to worry about are they uh would they be in the world cup they will be in the world cup uh, now it's about how do they win in the world cup and that is what they're trying to do. So we're looking at some specific things. I from the start sheets, they they had twenty shots to eleven. But the thing you have to look at: six was on target for Serbia, while five. So we we're looking at okay. You had all those shots. How efficient? How effective? Was those shots okay? And sometimes numbers can 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 tell. Uh, A story that is not necessarily true, based on the type of lens you're looking at the game with. Um, Possession, they had 62% possession uh, to Serbia 38. Now possession could be, for some people, possession is uh, keeping the ball, and if I'm keeping the ball backwards, sideways, and 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 if I'm a team that wants to give up, give you possession, I could just, I could drop off and you could move that ball from side to back to side to back. Obviously, your percentage will be high. It don't necessarily mean that you're effective. From my definition of possession, is moving the ball quickly and effectively through the different lines or through the different units. That means you're thinking about penetration. So it's not just keeping the ball, but you could see that even though they had 38% possession, Serbia, that is, they had more effective shots. They had more shots on target. So you might look and be like, well, U.S. had the ball 62%, um, 62%. Well, what were they doing with the ball? So you look at those things and you, you, um, you have to think about the effectiveness, the efficiency in what um, they're doing with the ball. Nine to three corners, um, that's basically because a lot of wide play because I don't believe um, their team that focus a lot on built up play and not everybody that starts the ball from the back wants to build up play. when I talk about bail up I'm I'm talking about more elaborate possession they they people can start from the back for varying reasons but that'll be a, another podcast but not because somebody's starting the ball at the back it means they want, to play elaborate. They want to play through the different thirds of the film. There's reasons. There's different reasons based on um the game model, based on the opposition, based on where you think uh are they weak points? Different things. But it don't necessarily mean they want to build a play. They want to play through the thirds. They they want to and that has never been what um, I saw with them. So, looking at the the profile, looking at the, the player profile, looking at the the expectations for the different positions on the film, I think we can objectively have a discussion about that without targeting um, the player per se. We look at the expectations. We look at what is required to play that position because those positions comes with traits. Excuse me. It comes with traits. It comes with expectation. We're not just playing the game um, loosely. And sometimes I believe people forget that every position comes with an expectation. I, I believe... A lot of people don't hold up those things in in the youth setup to determine because you play in the youth setup because of a policy that says you need to play 50% of the times. And this, this don't just happen at youth 9s and 10s. It happens at youth 17s, youth 19s in some club soccer. The policy still exists of you have to get playing time. Worse yet, if you have to drive like an hour for a game, the coach is like, ah, he drove an hour, I just have to put him on the field. So now people have this this idea that because you make the team or because you can dribble or pass, that is, um, those things are the expectations to becoming a good player or that should be the the, the determining factor if you make a team or not. I heard a discussion today and and a parent is offended because her daughter didn't make a team because she felt like she scored more goals than the other girl. So what is your definition of... (laughs) How do you define or how do you make a case that your child should be playing just because they score more goals so what about the other factors that the position requires these are some of the these are some of the, the, the these are some of the, the things that affect the youth development environment one is the lack of soccer education there is the enrollment factor and and I said just the other day, to people think about the dysfunction or the dysfunctional uh, mindset that they're creating, because obviously young people, they have a desire, they, they, they have high expectations, they're anticipating and... And oftentimes, from a very young age, they're not not able to negotiate what should be and what should not be. And they go to coaches, leaders, that must create the right context and facilitate what type of behaviors and and what type of attitude and how you train and what you know and what, what you need to know. To guide these players through this process and when that is neglected you you have these kids who believe that they're supposed to be something they they and again you do you blame them they have to believe this is why we have we have the responsibility to train up we have that responsibility because these things have psychological effect it's damaging and then here comes mommy bear, she wants to protect and she wants to come and be the great protector. I'm gonna no. It, don't, it cannot always work like that. Because you can't stop what somebody what somebody's feeling, what their drive is, what this they, they still want to achieve the thing. Though it don't matter how many times you come and try to defend or you come and try to protect. That don't change the fact that this 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 athlete they have a desire they're anticipating they they're looking forward to these things and when they face with reality it does something damaging to them and like i said in the caribbean these conversations Need to be more transparent, and it don't always need to go um, to the personal side of things. We need to be more transparent and why this person is there and why this person is not there. I think we cre- we create a more authentic environment where you you garner more support. And and people want to get behind what you're doing, not saying you're not doing that because, like I said, everything is go left. You say one thing, it go left. There's there's not there's there's not sometimes there's nothing positive people want to take out because of their own self concept and how they how they hear things, which we all do, and lack of openness to changes because they're comfortable where they are, so they 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 they, they attack. The they they the attack the the messenger and and don't really give no, no openness to the message, but this is important now. Looking at the goalkeeper, very young goalkeeper, 18 years old. Um, I kind of look at the traits a bit and, and get out of here. So that you young goalkeepers, when you think you should be playing and you're riding in your car and how the coach is stupid and the coach don't know what he's doing and yada, 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 yada. And you got your parents on your side singing the same tune with you and clapping. um, Consider some of these things. You, You have to possess certain traits. You have to understand the expectation of your position and what you bring and what you don't bring and be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. I know that don't exist in here, but I'm going to still say it and hopefully somebody on top of the hill would hear or even somebody at the bottom of the hill, they would hear. Decent goalkeeper, 18 years old, I believe, um, Polish born. You know, one thing about U.S., they always produce good goalkeepers. I feel it's because of the uniqueness of that position, the time and the effort. Um, is given to developing that 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 position because they've always produced uh, always produce good goalkeepers. You see through the team always of the world and the Brad Friedos and the, and, and always top class goalkeepers. You now you see him with Matt Turner, uh, very brave kid. Show sure that he's willing to come out and deal with crosses and 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 have a presence within the box. Um, sure, no fear. One of the things that was real good was his ability to to shot blocking, and I have that got a lot to do with positioning. What are you seeing? What are you reading? So that was good um, in terms of that. A goalkeeper for the future. You know something coming there. Um, but a consistent a consistent thing I'm seeing based on the traits is the inability to be a part of the built-up play. I'm not saying that you have to be a specialist on the ball and have to make all these different varying passes, but the modern-day goalkeeper, uh, they play a big role in your built-up play. And I'll tell you why. Because whenever you are in possession, the goalkeeper creates a numerical advantage. Because now it's 11 versus 10. So that's why the goalkeepers now have to be able uh, to break lines, to recognize numbers, to play quality passes, to encourage players to commit and use that player uh, to create the numbers that you want. And then numbers are created all over the field after then. So it's not just like, well, you have to do it, but the modern-day keeper, and, and, and that was the same thing I said a year ago with, with Matt Turner, brilliant goalkeeper, good positional skills, good awareness, top-class, top-class goalkeeper. And I did say that he would be in Europe because he just know where to be. He reads the game well, reads the game absolutely well. I don't think nobody will move Matt Turner from that position unless something crazy, crazy happened. He lost form and you know stuff happened, God forbid. But I don't see nobody really moving Matt Turner from that position at this point in time. But yes, that that part of his game, like most of the goalkeepers here, need to improve. Um I even saw it in the game against Colombia. There's, there's, there's a, there's a calmness on the other side with the goalkeeper, and then you can see there's a bit of, it's uh, a bit of hurrying and, and a bit of, uh, I gotta get it out, I gotta get it out, kind of attitude on the other side. Um, but like I said, these are all top goalkeepers. Are we looking at Depp? Is he ready to take one of those three spots right now? No. This work. The still work need to be done. That's just based on the traits. We're not having an emotional conversation, not saying the the, 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 the goalkeeper is not good or or, or 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 anything. But based on that, he's not quite there yet, based on what I saw in the game. But good goalkeeper. I hope he continues doing what he's doing. Um land the, major contract and who knows what happened in the year. but now if it was to make a decision of can he come in and remove one to number three don't see it happening what are your thoughts um, please do share your questions or share your comments um uh, if if you definitely if you definitely if you're from the Caribbean and, and you play the game is are these some things that you struggle with oftentimes don't know why you get dropped, maybe because you don't dribble well. But if you don't dribble well, maybe you pass well. Maybe you're good at recovery runs. Maybe you're good at stretching the field. Maybe you're good at um, switching the play. So not knowing why you're not there oftentimes lead to this, I am not good, rather than, okay, what can I go back and work with? We don't need these mundane things. Oh, you just need to work harder. You need to be in the gym. No, you you need things that totally represent the player's position, um, represent who he is, his culture, what he's where he's coming from. Understanding all of those things, um, rather than just uh, you know, it will not just helping the player to be on the team, but creating a society that that is that. That they're inspired to do more positive things because oftentimes when in the Caribbean, when a player get released or he just go down a path that, okay, okay, he was just a good player. Why is he because I don't think it's nothing else to keep going. I don't I don't think there's nothing clear with with maybe in one situation, but in a holistic way, in a in the entire culture, how are we utilizing these things though? To really make decisions about our players, so like I said, hopefully, me doing this is something that we we can think about if we're not doing it already. Because nothing is new. There's um, there's nothing you can really teach. You can only things you can only facilitate. These things are out there for everyone um, to see and to use. Then you look at the, the three midfielders, which for me is a crucial position. Um, you saw with McKenny not being at full fitness, doing the best as he best he can within the World Cup. Um, but again, what happens if lost form? What happens um, is a game where you get injured. You're playing so many games. It, things happen. The game you had Aiden, Aiden Murray, Solano... Um Alan Paxton playing six, the eight and the ten there. Um again, crucial position. Crucial position needs a lot of depth. Players who can come in and have the same impact or even take it and notch up because you're supposed to be a game changer. That's why you're there. You're not starting, don't mean that you you don't have quality, but you could come in and make a change. Think about um, taking off Vinicius Vinicius Jr. and bringing on Rodrigo. That's that's problems on problems. And that's the importance of having depth. You don't need all your best players to start. You need your best players to start. But when I say you don't need all your best players to start, you need to have players who could come on and have a, a, a real impact on the result of the game. And you look in that position, um, I did not see the ability or, or, the, or I did not see nothing that they were able to dominate the, the Serbian three midfielders in there from a positional standpoint. Positional standpoint, um, make, forcing them to be uncomfortable, unorganizing them, moving them out of position. even the high level of the technical ability to um, break the lines with varying passes and, and do things that are not necessarily predictable. But you look at it and you say, like, wow, he saw that? That was like chew a needle. Not a lot of that. So it wasn't no great um advancement from the players that are are presently there and that should be troubling because you need players 1 to 20 1 to 26 who can have that type of impact if you if you want to win a world cup Look at the players France were missing and look what they were able to do. What happened when the Paul Pogba and the Conte and and those players returned? I'm not saying it's going to happen because form is form and class is class. At the end of the day, but just thinking about it as the opposition, you already got some problems. So you can't, um, while you can't, you can't say, well, you can't compare U.S. to France, but it's the same thing U.S. trying to do. They're trying to build something that the opposition will look and be like, all right, when this person come off and this person come on, we still have a problem. But you guys think, does that make sense? Um this is why a developmental program, your, your developmental structure, is so important, because you the coach need this type of problem. They need this kind of issue. Looking at the fullback position, saying no real variations there. Um, get up the field, good recovery, all of the all of the traits within the fullback position. Um, no real creating the numbers in different positions of the field. You know, players could go down the line, go down the line, go down the line. Um, but more variations can come in and play as a midfielder, can come in and find yourself in ten position at times. Doing varying things, on balancing and unsettling the organization, um, obviously with defensive responsibility. Uh, but it wasn't nothing really different from what you see with, uh, with the present uh, with the present uh, present boys, so that makes it difficult in terms of when when you are scouting and when as a as the coach on the opposite side, what different what variations are you bringing if they need to make a change? So we don't need to do a lot of work in terms of our preparation because it's more of the same. That is not good. In the art of war, you need to be able to disguise. So, if the if the qualities um, there's no big separation or there's no big difference, make preparation easy for the opposition. Especially if it's a step down when the first when the first the first eleven somebody got to come out today because of, of something a yellow card maybe maybe um, not playing well on that day. What are they seeing? Kind of the same thing. Um, To me, it's like singing somebody else's song and the judge who's listening to you sing that song, they're picturing the original singer. So if you don't change that song totally up, you're going to be judged by, (laughs) because people got their biases and they, they have their own thing going on in their head. If you don't change and put your own spin on it, and you try to sing the song like that person, you better be able to hit every note. You better be you you better be able to do it as close as possible to that person because you will be judged by that person, not by you. So I liken that to these fullbacks, you know. Good players, quality players. We're not attacking again, we're not attacking the players. The players do what they do. They love the game, they sacrifice, they go out and play, they they, they get a call-up, they're excited, that's what they work for all their life, their parents probably proud of them, their friends, their wives, their girlfriends, whoever, their kids, proud of them. That's what's supposed to happen. We're looking past these, these primitive arguments and, and trying to, um, you know, Put somebody down and all that. We're talking about traits. We're talking about uh, the profile of the position and and what and what I saw. And you could have you could make an argument, but that it's not true. You saw something totally different, which is which which is awesome. Either way, um, same thing for the eleven and seven. There's nothing there that can, you know. There's a lot of coming inside full box going. Um, not too many runs coming from the other side. You look at Bale. Bale, sometime when he was playing, when he was Bale, uh, before he retire, Bale would start on the right side and he's making run all the way to the left side and picking up a ball from a fullback playing a ball through. All these different variations. Um, when you when you're not doing those things and and you you you're you're making one runs and because players look for trends. Coaches look for trends. They look to see what type of runs you make, what is consistent. When do you make those runs? How are you making those runs? And if they're consistent, then it's easily dealt with. So if you don't have the same speed as a way, if you don't have the same 1v1 capability as a Pulisic in those tight situations, if you're trying to do the same thing like them, there's no depth because if they have to come off the field, They're actually getting a step down in terms of all uh, the trades that come with that position. You You might be one to two of them, really good mastering, but there's six more. And then you have this player with one to five, with one limitation that might be defending, recovering correctly. Now, you coming on the field, for me as a coach, is not a problem. If you're doing the same, if you trying to do the same, but don't possess the same qualities. Good player, but don't possess the same qualities, which we oftentimes don't. We don't all, all have the same qualities. Um, but one bright spot of it, so we don't sound like we're all negative, was was the number nine position, which is a big struggle for U.S. right now. Um Brandon Vasquez, who actually had the goal. That's a player I would like to see, you know, played, played good first half. His ability to hold up the ball and play. Not just hold up and lay it back, but the ability to hold it up and still bring players and get players behind with some with some tricky passes and, and have a good brain, from my perspective, uh, for the game. First half look like he can deal with pressure he can play in tight situations um, and still be creative and and still um be a, an option to give an assist to players running behind and and getting into good getting into good position um one of the things i was impressed he's not just a straight runner he don't just run straight like you get players who come off the shoulders and the the ball is on one side and they just run straight um, there's some variations. Um, and I know it because I played I played with one of the best forwards in Guyana, Kali Hercules, uh, the hitman. I played with um, Nigel Codrington. Who else? I played with some good forwards um, Gregory Richardson. Um, my friend Anthony Abrams, he's just uh, tricky. Crazy! Uh, don't 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 map out nothing for him to do, but he will he will just do different things and find himself open. But the Hitman, the Hercules, had that ability to change his runs on a dime. Like he would be going straight, and then he's back on the inside. He's on your left shoulder, but then he's coming back to your right shoulder. Maybe he's running, trying to get behind you, but he comes back. And as a midfielder, it allows you to grow. Because now you learn to understand body language. You, you learn to understand it's not necessarily the first run because the defender will react to that first run. It's the second one. It Maybe it's the third one. So you you start developing and understanding these cues based on the ability of the forward to bring these variables. And that's something if whoever, whoever looked at the game, something Vasquez was doing really good within the first half. He's not just a straight runner. Is this variation. Um, using its phys- physical capabilities, obviously for us seems to like big forwards, um, but oftentimes do they really use it in those one V one situation or they use it in situation when it needs the physical presence, they're able to use it, but using it is understanding um. Uh, in those 1v1 situations, I could be totally aggressive and, and and get my body into good position. Something you see kind of with Lukaku, um uh, when he's when he's at his best. You've seen it with the the, the kid Highland now. In they use their physicality um in those tight situations where the technique uh, where where questions are asked about the technical proficiencies and you see it. You know, what are your I would like to hear your thoughts. Maybe thank you for being out there in the atmosphere, listening, sharing. I appreciate it. Um, like I said, I I hope that more of these discussions happen uh, within the Caribbean um, and on a holistic, from a holistic point of view. I would like to see uh, the the Caribbean countries getting together more. I would like to see more uh, more more workshops. With coaches coming together, I would like to see they come together and try to create a professional league somewhere. Don't know how they will do it. They're bright minds, they're they're intelligent people. Create a professional league somewhere. Trinidad back then had the best league. Players were coming from all over the world. They were beating MLS teams. They were beating Mexican teams. A lot of the top players, the national team players, the Otis Whitleys of the world, the Denzel Tierballs of the world, they played in that same league. Anthony Wolf, um, who they went to the World Cup. They played in that league and it was good. It was competitive. You had players coming from Brazil. You had players coming from Italy. You had players coming from Nigeria. You had players coming from all over the world. Jamaica, Jamaica. The Caribbean needs something like that again, and maybe one country cannot um, do it on their own, but they might need uh, cooperate from all different parts of the Caribbean to, to 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 sponsor a team or something. The Caribbean need to get together because we are just blowing smoke in terms of where US is, and they're struggling. <laughs> With all the resources, with and they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to put things in place because they they, they have the desire, the aspirations to be at the top. What about the Caribbean who they you can't do it isolated? It's not enough resources behind that. And everybody they're trying, but if you I just feel like as a Caribbean body, these Caribbean islands and like Guyana is a country yeah. they need to come together and figure something out so that talent within the Caribbean can truly be exposed and perform um, that I believe they should rightfully be performing the level they should be performing at that's just my just my two cents with that so the same struggle. And I'm probably gonna come back and talk about this because it's important for, like I said, for coaches and for people to have more of these discussions um, outside of the norm. Outside of who have these conversations and and it it's super intellectual and they articulate themselves well. And sometimes we seem like we we don't have the ability to do such um, within within the different parts of the world and i think it's important that we start having these conversations these these open discussions and we must study harder we must we must do more research and we must not be followers or we must not just pick up things and run with it but we must use it as uh, an opportunity to to spread uh, our our thinking to go deeper in our thoughts, to expand our own understanding. Because nothing, nothing truly substantiates learning in this world. Nothing. Nobody can truly say this is how somebody learned. I don't think, I don't believe that no one could say that this is what, what this person is capable of. They like the thing they know from their vantage point. Or what they have, the social economical situation or their educational background, they, they like to think that they they they're above and beyond. But it's nothing to substantiate that. It, there's nothing about the hierarchy that says they got it all figured out. And you who trying to come up that you don't know. That is just, that's just customs. That's just culture. That is just people's own thinking, their own concept. And if you follow it, then you, you make it to be true because the, the numbers will show. <laughs> the data will show that, yes, this is true because you operate from that vantage point. Not necessarily how God created us. But you saw some of the same problems. Um, struggle to possess the ball. I don't see U.S. as a team that can play elaborate possession and play between the lines and, and build a play and create numbers and move players out of position. Every now and then they will try, but you see it a lot when they're playing against the, 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 the Caribbean and the CONCACAF teams. But it's the next level up where you see the struggle and the truth must be told. A lot of their possession is when teams allow them to play. Not possession with moving players out of positions and, and creating these different numbers and, and, and unbalancing opposition. It's not something that is in their DNA. Um, it's a lot of playing. They play and they play, and then it's wide. And then a lot of it is counter pressing. Um, it's not unpredictable enough. It's not enough disguising there when you're thinking about playing against a Holland or you're playing against a France. Uh, how How can you be, how can you disguise things to have a real impact on the game, to really put the opposition under pressure? That is something that, you know, looking at the game, if you're looking for depth, um, if you're looking for depth, that's you know, it's, it's more of the same. Okay, um, defensively, though, when I look at it, you know, I look at US as a big ball of fire, a big stone with fire coming down a hill. That's how I look at the I look at the the defensive approach, the commitment to forcing. Um, the opposition into mistakes and reducing option um, is incredible. That's why they compete. That's why they're able to compete even though they play against top teams, you y- they will compete because of that mentality. They are willing uh, to make you uncomfortable. they they force you, Uh, to use autonomy. (laughs) It's why CONCACAF teams and Caribbean teams will struggle every day, every time when they play against the US. When When they're up to the task and they're ready to play because they don't allow you to process they don't allow you time and space to think they're constantly putting you in situations where you have to call back stuff so if you're not properly prepared and you don't have enough game intelligence you're gonna have to depend on what you see in an instincts which we know that's that's not rule setting you 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 just you're just in execution mode you you' not you don't have the ability to make good decisions. When you talk about good decisions, you're talking about perception, or you don't, or you lack the motor, the gross motor skills, or the the physical capabilities to deal with that constant pressure for long duration. So you have no perception because there's not enough background knowledge or experience, or the culture is not allowing you to develop those things because of obviously resources, preparation time. Um, you're unable to, to to develop that type of thing. So with a team that constantly bombard you and pressure you and and, and force you to make um, decisions that you can't consciously uh, process but is what you would have done, that's, yeah. They're so, And now they're organized. With, when Ben Alta was at the helm, they're super organized defensively. You probably don't want to give Benalto a lot of credit, but say what you want. He has organized U.S. defensively. That's why they're able to compete. U.S. don't really give up a lot of space. What happens to U.S. is the same problem. Individual errors. But when you look at the team and how they set up, they they don't give a lot. They don't give a lot, but also their momentum is oftentimes an issue because when they come and with a team who have the confidence, who have enough game intelligence, who have enough in their arsenal to read them and to and and to pick up their cues, they're able to play through their lines like you saw with the Columbia game just the other day. They can play through their lines because they come so hard. But they can do it organized and that allow them to compete. Um, that was a big thing. That's what they that's what they do and, and they continue to do. But we continue to see the individual errors in certain crucial moments. Balls, balls going over the top. Um players are oftentimes more reactive than proactive. Don't know why. Are they reading the situations or the players have the ability to bring those variables that confuses them sometimes? It's an individual error and and then it's a goal. But from a team perspective, in terms of the organization and the defensive structure with Benalto at the the helm, they compete. They make it very difficult because they force you into making um, decisions uh, from a perceptive standpoint rather than the ability to process what is going on. And that takes a high level of technical proficiency, um, high physical capabilities, and good decision-making based on your game intelligence. So those are some of the you know um, things that, for me, you've I've I saw in that game the one v1 still need to improve. Um, a lot of defending is not taught here. I think winning the ball is, but the the characteristics, um the influence, the decision making um, those things are not taught holistically from from my perspective that is very few people focus on um, the skill of defending very few then you saw again the counter pressing style most of US chances will come from winning the ball in dangerous areas and uh, and, and try to exploit uh, those gaps and those, Players out of position and they will go and they will go brave. So, US would they go and they they want to win the ball back immediately, they want to force you into mistakes. And most in most cases, when you see US score, is the amount of pressure that they put on the opposition and they they start making technical mistakes. And tactical mistakes, because that pressure can 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 bring so much fatigue that you, if you're not at that level and you're not playing at that level consistent, you don't know how to deal with it. It's a relentless pursuit with them, and it's their style. It's how they play. They want to get after you. Um, but I hope, you know, you guys got some bright minds and, and they will they will figure it out. They have the technology, they have everything. Um, they will figure it out as they continue to figure out their, 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 their total structure and, and, and how they want to develop the game and um, how they want to approach... Um, as they move into this new, this new journey, is it going to be more of the same, or they will make changes from bottom to top? Or are they just going to look at? They're just going to look at it from a from a micro standpoint. Or are they going to look at it holistically? Are they going to look all across the board, um, taking more risks, giving more opportunities, challenging themselves to make changes, and is the same thing. because they want to win. So if whatever you're doing now, it's a struggle, and it's part of the process, obviously. If it's a good chance, it's a good time to make changes if you, if you truly want to um, change the perception of the game, change the way how people uh, view the players, view the system. Because there's a lot of variables across the board. There's a lot of things where it's it's if it come together, what 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 it can be. But there's a lot of differences, um, and, and we see it a lot in the Caribbean. We see it a lot in, um, especially in the Caribbean, where it's not where it's supposed to be. But for some reason, it it it's so isolated. Rather than there's a collective. Approach and and that has to do with people openness too. I have to do with people um, ready to learn and and motivated to learn, and willing to to move away from some of the self concepts that they have. And, and it's a two way. It's two ways, not just one way, but it's also able to listen to where they are and and try to conceptualize what is happening. Um, based on culture based on experiences based on um, different things are you willing to listen and use those things to expand or are people just come in and be like all right, change this 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 that 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 um, oftentimes people don't do well with that people don't respond well to that regardless of how deficient they are they don't they don't they don't respond to that rule uh, that rule easily but it needs to if we're gonna really make, the priority, the game. If we're gonna truly, um, if we have the desire to see lives change and life, lives being impacted, then we, we we must take that risk. And for the young players, um, you know, these are some of the things you you need to look at when you want to make the case or you want to justify if a coach knows what he's doing or what he's not doing, if it's the right club for you or it's not, if it's the right environment for you or not, it needs to be more than those those, those um, generic things or my friend is over there or whatever. Uh, you need to be looking at these positions and you need to be looking at the expectations. You need to be looking at the environment because a lot of you are failing or will continue to fail because you don't understand that it's not just it's not just the the, the coaching and the, and it's not just the teaching but it's the facilitating because teaching could become very um, could be coming from a standpoint of just instructions And oftentimes instructions it, it means that okay whatever I'm saying is right whatever I'm saying is true and the game don't play like that the game is about variations. So the environment, you need to have people who can facilitate, and but they're skilled in what they're doing. So they they allow you to expand your knowledge, they allow you to go deeper based on their ability to guide you and show you, help you to discover things on your own. So that you can have your own insight and your, your own um, game intelligence that you can utilize when you find yourself in those different situations. The people around you—they're making it difficult for your development. And don't just look at it from a soccer development. Look at it from your life, because whatever you do now, or whatever you're being taught now, those things are following you. You don't just get up. You don't. You don't get the chance to just wake up when you're 18 or when you're 19 and say, "I'm gonna be a different person." That's not how life works. And whoever telling you that, they're lying. They're lying to you because when you're in kindergarten, they orient you to, when you got go to go to first grade or middle school, wherever you're going on the line, when you're in high school and you become, a, and you you now get into your senior year, they they begin the orientation to college. And when you're in college, well, they say they didn't really prepare you for a job, but still they it's an orientation to what whatever job you want to go into. So they, it's a process. So if you want to be, if you're looking for empathy right through and you want the big the big protector to come and say, hey, coach, you got to play, my, da, 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 da. you want to constantly be, let that be the rule of thumb, they're not orienting you to become more independent in your behavior and, and your thinking when it comes to that point where nobody can speak on your behalf. You have to perform. That's how you garner respect you can not be a talker you have to be a person who applies who have the right application skills and the behavior that represents what the outcome should be you don't have to change but if you will struggle with 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 with, with depression and frustration and identity and, and insecurities then you better pick up your, you better start learning these things And if you're a person who don't care, then, eh, well, it don't matter. But if you're a person that struggles, you better quickly start understanding that, you know, you have to know, you have to be knowledgeable about what you're getting involved in so and be honest and respectful to the process and stop begging for playing time. Stop having an attitude when you don't play. Be objective. There's things to be objective about. And if the coach not making that way to you, then you need to go ask that question. You need to demand that. So you clearly know how you're training. You clearly know what you need to work on. You clearly know where you are. So then you don't have to have that problem. The coach won't have a problem playing you. You guys justify this behavior because you think that's how it is. That's not how it is. It's how it is. It's it's how it... It's how... Let me slow down. It's, it's how it is when people need enrollment. But when you go to people who jobs are on the line, who do this for real, who who have pride and respect in terms of the quality in which things get done, they don't care about you and that type of attitude. They don't want you in their program. So not because what you're doing now is acceptable, you you believe that that is how it is at the higher level, at the elite level, at the level that is not dependent on your enrollment. That's where, any, where, that's where everybody is wrong except you. When I mean, it's not about encouraging a behavior because we're trying to do something, we're trying to accomplish something, right? we're trying to meet that quota. Da, it's not my job to see if that's wrong or right. It is what it is. Person chooses to do whatever they choose to do. Everybody's right in their own eyes. But when you start making it difficult for other people, and you want to destroy other people, other people's character and the integrity and what they're trying to do, then just like how you, just like how you could, they could say that. Then people also have a right to say what they want in terms of that's not getting you nowhere, and stop blaming other people when you get to the level. The court says you, you don't, you don't, you don't fit. You don't fit this. Oh, the coach is crazy. That will happen to you in your job. It will happen to you for the rest of your life. You're always going to blame somebody when you can't get what you want. So thank you for being with me. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I hope it was informative. Uh, I hope it was educational. I hope something out of this podcast you can use, something that will now guide you in your training and how you approach things, that you will go do more research on your own to find out about your traits, find out about your profile, find out about your expectation based on what environment, what culture you would like to be in, so you can start the process of really achieving and reaching your ultimate goal. Thanks again uh, for being on the Coach Kayo Show. Um, I appreciate it. Thanks, Janelle. Yeah, it's always a process. It's not an event. It's a process. And we're not teaching our young people those things. Everything is instant. We want it now. Like God never do nothing now. So so whoever giving you it now, good luck. Good luck with that. God is a God of process. The children of Israel stayed in the wilderness for 40 years when they only needed, um, what, what, seven days walk to get to the promised land. They stayed 40 years. They stayed 40 years. Because they wanted everything right away. They didn't, they didn't want the process. They didn't understand that to, to really appreciate what you have, you have to understand the process that it took for you to get it. He did say easy come, easy go. Nobody wants process. They don't want no process. They want it now. They want to see it. But God talk about them too. Itch in ears. Show me a sign. <laughs> show me a sign. No, that's not how it works. I believe in God and I believe he gives you what you, you work hard. You work hard to show yourself a proof. By your sweater, your brow, you will eat bread. Nobody don't want to work hard, no. They want to use system. They want to use this. They want to use whatever they can use to get something. Nobody wants to say, listen, I will go work hard. I will do what I need to do to get to where I need to get to. Because they don't want process. They're scared. They're afraid to feel the pain. Simulated fear, simulated weakness, creates strength. Hopefully, this inspires you to do something different. So stay blessed. Um, Enjoy the rest of your week. Stay safe and hope to see you back here next Monday, um, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Talk more, soccer and the development process, developmental process of our young people, impacting them and inspiring them to live out their purpose and being ruthless and obsessed with being their best self. Stay blessed and be encouraged and have a good night. Now is the time to keep your family warm with quality insulation for your home from Pro Insulation Company. At Pro Insulation, we solve all your residential and commercial insulation needs, attics, crawl spaces, walls and ceilings, new and existing homes, and we offer traditional insulation and spray foam. Call Pro Insulation Company today for your free in-home estimate for all your insulation needs. Leave it to the pros and call Pro Insulation Company in Plainfield today wide variety of episodes are already available, chock full of incredible insight from two qualified experienced coaches. Here are some previews of eye-opening quotes. Lots of players think they need to drive an hour or two hours to get good training. Because community clubs do not feel, most of them, if not all of them, don't feel the responsibility to provide every child the best opportunity. This is for players to have fun, so why not name it Rex? an elite league shouldn't be based on teams it should be based on the coaching there's no integrity in the game it's all about business It's it, that's all it is there's nothing about soccer first everything is about giving the athletes an experience we hope you are available to tune in, new episodes every Monday night